F.E. Warren Air Force Base in Cheyenne, Wyoming. This is Missile Minutia, the official podcast of the 90th Missile Wing and the Wranglers of F.E. Warren. Here are your hosts. Hello and welcome back to Missile Minutia, the official podcast of the 90th Missile Wing. Um, I have a very special guest with me here today, Colonel Catherine Barrington, who is going to be taking over for the 90th um, here uh, June 28th, I believe is the date. That's correct. Um, how are you doing, ma'am? I'm doing really good. How are you doing today? No, not too bad, not too bad. Really happy to have you on. I appreciate you taking the time to come talk to me and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and all of those fun things. So why don't we get into it? Uh, as far as your background... We can get into the bio, we can read the bio and all that other fun stuff, but why don't you tell us a little bit about you, like where you came from and and a little bit about your childhood and and how you came to be in the Air Force. Sure thing. Well, first of all, thank you. I I appreciate you inviting me over here and and getting the chance to do this. It's my first time on a podcast. Really? We'll see how this goes. (laughs) Well, hopefully we'll have you on again uh, in your your two, three years here. Wonderful. And I love the title, Missile Minutias. That's perfect. I love it. Um, So I, uh, I grew up in Georgia. Uh, my father was in the Air Force. My mother was actually in the Air Force as well. Um, my father and mother met in Columbus, Mississippi. Uh, they got married, and then when my mother got pregnant, she was a, a nurse in the Air Force. She had to get out of the Air Force. So my mother had to separate. Um, we moved all over. We lived in New Hampshire. We lived in New Jersey. And then we moved to Georgia when I was six years old uh, and lived in a tiny little town um, while my dad did the Air Force thing. We didn't live on a base, so I didn't really have that experience. My father had enlisted in 1960 and then earned a commission. He retired in 1984 as a captain in the Air Force. But the the neat thing about that was that we got to stay in Georgia. So I did, and unlike a lot of military children, I did first grade through 12th grade uh, in the same school system. I benefited greatly from it, um, had wonderful teachers uh, in Barnesville, Georgia, and that's when I wanted to be an astronaut. You know, at, at, I think I was in fifth grade when Challenger happened. Okay. Uh, and prior to that, fourth grade is when they had the teacher in space program. And I was like, that's so cool, right? And if they're going to do a teacher in space, they should do a kid in space. So maybe I could do that, right? That would be a great idea. <laughs> yeah. So I was always a big dreamer sure. as a kid. Challenger happened, wanted to be an astronaut in seventh grade. That's when I learned about the Air Force Academy. And growing up, I, I'm one of seven children, so I learned from a very young age that I was responsible for my own college education, that there was going to be no money to get me to college. Uh, so I was always very diligent in school, knowing that I would have to earn a scholarship. And then I found out about the Air Force Academy and how it was free and tuition was paid for. I'm like, well, that's right up my alley. <laughs> so I, I learned about what it would take to get in there, and uh, I worked really hard all through high school and earned an appointment to the academy. Uh, went in 1993, and I graduated in 1997. While I was at the Air Force Academy, I met my husband. Uh, he's class of 95. Uh, we Started dating his last six months there, so I was a sophomore, he was a senior, and uh, he went to his first assignment at Cape Canaveral Air Force Base, and he's launching rockets and doing all kinds of great things. Um, that's what got me tracked to the space and missile career field, uh, and then went to Vandenberg, chose missiles, uh, and then my first duty station was here at F.E. Warren Air Force Base. That's 
pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, reading, reading your bio, yeah. I did see that. <laughs> and actually, and not to get too far ahead of myself, but you've actually been back here a couple of times. This is your yeah. fifth assignment or sixth? This is my third time being stationed here. Sure. Yeah. Okay. And there was but, a couple of like where you were here yes. and then you moved from OSS to uh, Missile Squad. Uh, yes. One of the Missile Squadrons. Okay. I'm yeah. making sure I'm reading this thing correctly. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm what you call old missiles. Uh, so I, I had a couple of different jobs where uh, I was in the 320th Missile Squadron and then I was a deputy evaluator in OGV, came back to the 320th, upgraded to commander. Then I went to OSS. I got to be a script writer. Then I got to be senior crew. Uh, and then after that, I got to go to DC for a year and then went and did maintenance at Minot Air Force Base, got to be a flight commander in three different flights. Cool. Uh, and my husband's a missile maintenance officer. So okay. we got to be flight commanders in the same squadron together. So that was That's really cool. nice. Yeah. And our first son was born in Minot. He's 16 years old, a high schooler here at Central High. Very cool. Yeah. And then we went to uh, Air Force Space Command headquarters, you know, back when before Global Strike Command sure. stood up. Mm -hmm. uh, we did five years in Colorado Springs, and then we got to come back here to F.E. Warren. But so, so we got a little bit through some of your bio as far as where you've been, where you came from. As far as leadership in general, obviously you've had, you've had command positions, a couple of them. What, uh, what would you consider your leadership style? Like how would you describe how you lead? As far as leadership style, it really goes back to my freshman year at the Air Force Academy. And one of the things they would have us do, they would bring our entire class, so 1,100 people, in the theater. <laughs> and and we, had to, we had to have chants and cheers. And our group commander for basic cadet training, we're going way, way back. All right, so this is 1993. Uh, he taught us, he said, I want you to chant five things. And so you would take your hat off in the theater and you would wave it in the air as you chanted these things. And he would have us chant discipline, commitment, faith, respect, professionalism over and over and over again with, uh, with your hat. And then he explained it all to us. So discipline, discipline execution in everything that you do. Uh, and, and it's that personal discipline that matters the most. And if you have good personal discipline, you can lead others. Commitment, commitment to the mission, commitment to what's in front of us, commitment to get the job done. Faith. Uh, belief in something bigger and belief in each other. You know, that, that's probably the one thing that I think that we're missing the most uh, as a nation is do we believe in one another? Do we trust one another? Do we have faith that the person beside you is going to do their job to the utmost of their ability? And I think if we had a little more of that, we would, there's no telling what we could do. Uh, respect, respect sure. for one another. Sure. Um, respect for yourself. Uh, and then respect, of course, for all the people that we uh, interact with because giving respect is something that we can do for free and it's so much better than the opposite of respect and then professionalism being dedicated to this profession of arms uh, when you look at the weapons that we are responsible for they're the most powerful weapons that the world has ever known sure. the trust that is given to us by the American people um, is incredibly important and the fact that people don't worry about nuclear war uh, that's a good thing, and that is different than where we've been. I mean, sure. we've spent decades, decades being fearful uh, of what might come. As a child growing up in the 80s, it, it, there, you mm -hmm. remember, uh, yeah. it, it, was, uh, it was the TV show The Day After. When, when that came out, that was such a fearful time. And I remember asking my dad, because, you know, here's the big evil Soviet Union. Uh, I asked my father, I said, no, they wouldn't really 
launch weapons at us and then we destroy them and they destroy us. And my father very carefully looked at me and said, you can't trust the Soviet Union at all. <laughs> they absolutely would take advantage of us and destroy us if they could. And uh, as a, uh, I think I was about eight it's, at the time. It's a little heavy for an eight-year-old. <laughs> it's very heavy for an eight-year-old, right? It was, it was scary. <laughs> so he did not take that moment to reassure me. Um, but I, I look back now, and I look at my children, and uh, they don't live in fear. And, and there was, there's a good, I remember being scared as a small child. Um, I like the fact that we do this mission and people don't have to live in fear because fear is a horrible thing. And what we do here at the 90th Missile Wing, uh, the amount of responsibility that we carry, um, it's tremendous. And it's quite frankly, it's, a, it's an honor to be a part of this mission in this wing. And how you feel? I, uh, I clearly do a very different job, <laughs> but uh, you know, I take, I take a lot of pride in, you know, telling the story of what we do mm -hmm. and you know I think my small part in it I enjoy it and knowing what these maintainers and what these defenders mm -hmm. and what the operators do every and not to leave out the other support units oh, yeah. um, but every day what they do to go out there and make sure that this mission continues and and like you said the American people don't have to to live in fear they know right. that they know it's out there they know it's back in their backyard in the case of people in Nebraska and North Dakota yeah. Montana etc but they don't have to live in fear like some of our my parents did yeah. you know um, and and even you know living in the in the Reagan administration even though I was a kid you know there were there was fear there, there was really and fear. then Things like War Games, which I think was a fantastic movie. <laughs> yes, absolutely. As Classic. A, oh, absolutely. As a movie. You know, <laughs> yep. it's like, okay, let's, I'm not going to believe for one second now as an adult that, right. you know, somebody can just open up a computer program and all of a sudden get into, you know, uh, what was, I guess, precursor to, uh, well, it was SAC, right? I mean, it would have yeah. been, you know, get into SAC and just start launching weapons. Okay, that seems a little, seems a little far-fetched now, a little but still a great movie. Getting back into more of the uh, more personal stuff, what do you consider hobbies? What do you do in your free time? Um, so in my free time, uh, working out, running, and then reading. That, okay. that's, that's what I do for me, uh, but as a family, uh, two teenage boys. So mm -hmm. my oldest son is 16. He's quite the runner. He's on the cross country team. He did indoor track and he just finished up the outdoor track season. Uh, I'm incredibly proud of him. What a great runner. Uh, he just ran the two mile at state in 10 minutes and 42 seconds. That was 15th place. Wow. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so these kids are fast here. Evidently. It, it, it's amazing. His, his personal best for the mile is, if I can just brag for a few minutes, um, his personal best is a 451 for the mile. That's impressive. Yeah. I, I can't even fathom that. But. It's, it, it's incredible to, to watch, and I'm, I'm just so darn proud of him. And then our youngest son, he's 13. He'll be 14 this July. He's our baseball player. Yeah, so, so this past weekend, uh, we were out watching his baseball games. Uh, and unfortunately, they, they didn't do so well, but he's a lefty. He's a pitcher. He loves the outfield because he's super fast. Uh, so we have just really enjoyed watching him play baseball, and that's something that he learned to do here at F.E. Warren. Yeah, so being here, uh, being a part of the youth programs, he started in T-ball here on base. Wow. Yeah, and uh, just watching him learn baseball, uh, even from just such a young age, you could just watch his mechanics, mm -hmm. and he just had this swing. 
as a four-year-old that I'm like, I don't know where this is coming from, but it, it looks like an, a major league swing, right? Um, so, so a lot of my time is spent uh, traveling, watching our sons either run or play baseball. That's cool. And I uh, just absolutely love it. So while that doesn't really count as a hobby, it's just so refreshing to get to watch them That's be awesome. their very best. So I enjoy it. So does he play post-ball or with the Legion? Or? He does. Cool. He, uh, post-six. Okay. So you mentioned reading. Do you have a favorite book? Yes. Uh, so my, my favorite book uh, is Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink and Leif okay. Babin. That and then followed by Dichotomy of Leadership. Um, okay. I just think they've done such a great job of distilling the basics of leadership, uh, of personal leadership. Uh, leading yourself and the discipline that it takes to lead others and I it just I love their approach and I really appreciate that cool. um, right now I'm reading forged in crisis and it's the study of five different leaders who went through some very extreme times and the different leadership principles that help them in those situations okay Portion crisis. Yes. I have to remember that one. That actually mm -hmm. sounds really interesting. It's really good. Cool. And Jocko, that's the uh, really, really intense, bold Navy SEAL guy, right? Yeah, <laughs> yes, it what is. I thought. Yeah. Yep. He's, yep. That. Yeah. I, I want to make sure we're on the same page because I actually never knew his last name, but I'm like, what's, what's the chances it was somebody else, right? But, <laughs> I think there's only one Jocko. <laughs> yeah. And man, he is intense. He I, is. Uh, no, I've, I saw, I've watched YouTube videos with him, and yeah. yeah, I share your sentiment that he's got some interesting perspectives on it. Absolutely. But we've talked a little bit about hobbies and things you, you like to do in your free time. I ask this of everyone, even though a lot of people just kind of like give me blank stares or they tell me they're not into sports, but you know what, I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> Do you have a favorite sports team sticker that you put up in your in your office that's that stays with you? Yeah. Well, first and foremost, I'm an Air Force fan. Makes so Makes Air sense. Force football, uh, Air Force baseball, basketball. I can't you, imagine why. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I love Air Force sports. What I really love about Air Force sports is that we're usually the underdog. We're always fighting against bigger schools, against schools that only recruit athletes, and I love it when we can pull out the win because we really show you know hey what some amazing people can do. Yeah, so, so number one, it's Air Force. For professional, uh, I, I'm gonna date myself, but I graduated from high school in the 90s, and that's when the Braves went from worst to first. So Atlanta was just crazy for the Atlanta Braves, and, and you know, growing up, love sure. baseball. We would go to the park when tickets were only like $6. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I uh, can't do that anymore. <laughs> no. And then my husband is from Baltimore. Okay. So he is a huge Baltimore Orioles fan. Okay. When we got married in 1997, that was the first weekend of the very first interleague play in Major League Baseball. And the Orioles played Atlanta in Atlanta, and we got married in Baltimore. <laughs> so, yeah, so during our wedding reception, everybody was, was uh, checking out the game. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, sadly, Atlanta lost. Uh, uh, well, yeah, so that didn't work out <laughs> well for me. <laughs> I was gonna say that. No, I remember. Yeah. I remember that pitching staff very, very oh, well. I yeah. mean, that was probably put together some of the best pitchers Absolutely. ever. I mean, with maybe the exception of some of the Yankees teams or yeah, you know, yeah. Red Sox and a couple. But, but I mean, I yeah, I'm yeah. too much different in age from you. So I remember. Right. I remember <laughs> those those days very well. I was never a Braves fan. I actually grew up a Cardinals fan. Strangely enough, oh. but. It was just one of those things where all of my teams are from different cities because of right. the way I grew up. But uh, but no, that's that's quite the combo: Baltimore and uh, Baltimore yep. and Atlanta. But, that's right. Uh, obviously, kind of baseball runs in the family a little yes. bit, you know. And then for football, we're Ravens fans. 
So oh, the I'm, Ravens team, I know I just threw that out there. I, I yeah. probably just got a whole lot of hate, but that's okay. Yeah, and I'm actually um. probably going to have to bring this one to a close because I'm a Steelers <laughs> fan, actually. So. Oh, oh, we are done here. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry, folks. This, uh, this interview has now come to a close. But <laughs> no, actually, yeah. it's, it's funny um, because I've, I've – <laughs> I've gotten past the point in my life where football is something to be fought and argued yeah, over, yeah. you know. But but there were days when I was younger where, you know, <laughs> you'd get into the the dumbest arguments about football, and you know, and Baltimore um, was definitely one of those teams because <laughs> they're just so good. I mean, yeah. they've been you know good consistently, and you know, an actual rival to Pittsburgh yeah. for for forever. So. Yeah, it's just, just kind of the way it goes. As soon as as soon as you said your husband was from Baltimore, I'm like, I know where this. You knew where it was going. going. Yeah. We've kind of gone through a lot of it. Is there anything that you'd want to tell the airmen of the 90th Missile Wing? You know, listening listening to this right now, anything you'd want them to know as you as you, as you take command here in a little bit? I guess first off, I'd like to get to know them. I, I, I want to meet as many airmen as possible. I want to get to know them. I want to see what they do. I want to learn about their jobs. Uh, I think that's going to be the best part about being a wing commander is I get to see what all of these amazing airmen do. That's what's really exciting is, is I get to be a part of their lives a little bit. So, one, uh, I'm excited to join the team here at the 90th. I am excited to get to know everybody. So if you see me, come up, say hi, introduce yourself, let's talk. If you see me at the DFAC, let's eat. <laughs> let's sit down and eat together. I'd love to get to know your family. I'd love to get to know what's important to you. Um, I've been around this mission for a while. I want to be the best commander that I can be for them. Uh, but first I have to get to know them and find out what's important to them. I believe in teamwork. I, I believe in working together and helping everybody out. Every airman is on this base for one mission, and that's to provide combat capability. And it's nuclear combat capability, so there's a difference between other combat units out there in the Air Force and out there in the rest of the military. Our responsibility is great. What can we do to be a better team, to work with one another, to learn about one another? That's if we can have faith in each other if we can get to know each other and work with one another, uh, we can take this mission to the next level. And that's what the American people need us to do. I want to make sure that we're developing leaders. Leading and learning to lead is something that is a lifelong process. Uh, I'm still learning every single day, right? Um, and, and that's okay. We need to build our leaders. And that starts with our very young airmen. The neat thing about this base is the history behind it. You know, this, this was the West. This is where, you know, people came and, and it was their first base. And that still happens now. Airmen who joined the Air Force to see the world, welcome to Wyoming. Here we are. Uh, it is still part of the world. And it's, a, it's an incredible mission that we get to do here. So what are we doing to teach people about leadership, to help them become who they want to be in the Air Force? That's what I'm focused on. It's teamwork, it's leading and learning. Focus on developing all of our airmen uh, and supporting their families so they can do the mission and then making sure that we take care of our resources here. So it's, it's not a wild departure from what anybody has been doing. Uh, you know, it's, I guess that'd be the, the one thing to tell all the airmen is, look, it's not like we're going to suddenly be doing something radically different. Um, but it's a tremendous responsibility that we all carry. And if we work as a team, we can make this mission happen. We can have fun doing it. And we can do some amazing things. And this wing already has a, 
healthy reputation of, of doing some amazing things. I've seen the award case and you know I've worked for a number of commanders here who've been absolutely fantastic and the short time I've gotten the chance to talk to you I think you're gonna fit in perfectly and in, into that into that role. Is there anything else you'd like to add? I know you know you've just given your message to the airmen but we can close this off now but if there's anything else you'd like to add before I turn off the mics is go for it. I'll just say thank you. Uh, so to whoever is listening to this, thank you for your time. Uh, thank you for taking the time to listen. Uh, thank you for taking the time to see what's going on in the wing. I can't wait to meet you. I can't wait to get out there, see what you do. And uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. So thank you so much it's for having pleasure. me here. It's my pleasure. And uh, I'm going to bring this one to a close. Thank you again so much for tuning in. My guest has been Colonel Barrington, the new soon-to-be uh, Wing Commander of the 90th. Thank you for tuning in to Miss Minutia, and we will see you next time.